Welcome to The Everyday Salon, a podcast about the everyday challenges, triumphs, and best practices of growing a successful salon business. And speaking of challenges, your host Brandon Hensley and his wife Janet have seen their fair share as they own and operate the multi-location tangerine salons in Dallas, Texas. Be sure to subscribe as each episode explores topics designed to inspire creativity and educate on best practices for a thriving business. We are excited that you've joined us, so let's get started with today's podcast. Take it away, Brandon. Welcome to the podcast today. This is my first time back on the podcast in a little bit. The girls have really done a great job of doing some very good podcasts here well, lately. Yeah, we've enjoyed it. I know we've enjoyed your absence. I think I think a lot of people have. So, uh, but no, anyway, you got me we're today. Happy you're back. Thanks. You got me today. Anyway, so today, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about dress code. Dress code. Well, why are we talking about that? I don't know. It seems to be like a hot top topic item. And we had a visitor from Neil Corp, Lauren Nordquist, came down and said that she's had a lot of salon owners bringing it up to her and just kind of discussing details. And ours has evolved so much. And very recently, we made a huge change. Yeah, we did. And after COVID, and before I get started, I've got Shay here, of course, with Lauren as well. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we did after COVID is just make sure we're evolving with the times. Just yeah. because you did something yesterday doesn't mean you need to be doing it today, correct? Correct. I've, also, I've lived my entire life that way. Mm-hmm. I love change. Because if you don't like change, you better love irrelevance. That is your saying. It is my saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think I came up with it, but it's a <laughs> saying that I say. But anyway... With the dress code, first of all, Lauren, you've been here for basically the entire time that we've been a business. Mm-hmm. What was our dress code when we got started? Yeah, so I started in 2007 and we did not have a dress code. And when I say we did not have a dress code, I came to work in like shorts after being at the pool all day. <laughs> I wore sweatshirts in the winter. Um, everybody was very individual in what they wore. I mean, we'd have our days where we'd get dressed up, but there was definitely those casual days too. And I don't know what spurred us to get a dress code, but back in those days, it was, you know, our company was just really kind of developing, kind of, we're kind of like realized, hey, we could make something out of this, this hair salon um, thing. And so I think we really were looking at everything. I'm sure we looked at and talked to other salon owners and different things like that Mm -hmm. at Serious Business and probably figured out, hey, we need to probably get a good plan. Well, and we were different now that I know a lot more than I did then, but we were different in that we were Aveda. You guys had just come from booth rent. So I think it was just a whole different culture for everybody in general. You know, I'm not sure you and Janet were really that comfortable telling people what they Mm -hmm. should wear. But then when you started going to these Aveda events and everybody's in black, like every human, you're Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're standing out a little bit here. And so when you saw that, you kind of brought it back with you. And I remember when it started, you guys were so nervous to tell us we had to wear all black that like on Saturdays we could wear jeans. Mm. You, do you remember that? Like we, it was vaguely. like, it was like the most loosely, like we have to wear all black except for this day and that day. And then you can wear black if it's with blue jean on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and so we really tiptoed into it until we just like head first dove in. And then we started doing um, black, white, and gray shortly after that. Yeah, and just in case you you don't know our history that, you know, my wife Janet and I, we have owned salons for forever, uh, but our first salon was a booth rent salon. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, I didn't really have anything to do with the business. And even when Tangerine started, I was very, you know, hands off of the business and things. And so obviously coming from a booth rental mentality, jumping over 
It was. I mean, you just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Who cares, right? But whenever we opened Tangerine, we decided we wanted to be a VEDA, so we went into the full employment mode, mm-hmm. which is much better for everybody involved, in my opinion. And if if you've got somebody who can evolve with the times, like, you know, hopefully that we do, to make sure that it's the best place to work as well as being the best place to get your hair done. So, yeah, I can see us really just, like, being, like, scared to tell everybody, right? For sure. And it was, it was a good change. And what I noticed from the change was everybody took it a little bit more seriously than they had before. I couldn't just like get out of the pool and put my t-shirt on and come into work, (laughs) which is a good thing. Um, but we could also start charging more, you know, when I started, we, everybody had one price. You had one Mm -hmm. haircut price, one Oliver color price. And we were even evolving in that way where we could give people raises and that like, let's lift your haircut price. And you just started. So yours is here. And a lot of those changes happen almost simultaneously. Right. And so, but with the, so let's talk about the reason for a dress code. I do mm-hmm. believe that everybody should have a dress code because you are charging a lot. And I say that one of the things I say in our in what we call our mensch class, which is new employees coming into our business, is I tell them that you need to be who the clients think they're going to see, right? right? Mm-hmm. So with with our social media, with our website, with everything that we do, people are going to have a impression of what Tangerine is about. If they come in, and somebody's in shorts or mm-hmm. if somebody is, you know, in a Guns N' Roses t-shirt, something like that, then it may be, oh, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to Nordstrom when I really went to, you know, Spencer's Gifts or something like that. Right. Is that a, a really old Spencer's reference? Gifts. Yeah, you're aging yourself <laughs> a little bit. And I think, too it was very important when we made that change because everybody was doing it. I mean, it was probably around the time where like you walked into any store and everybody had the same uniform on, you know, Target, they had a branded polo shirt and that sort of thing. And that has really evolved too. You're not seeing those wardrobes that employees have to wear the same way. I think that they did in the two thousands. And for social media, it's really nice to be able to just walk into the salon and like take a video, take a picture and not worry about how the stylist looks. They're representing mm-hmm. the company and, you know, we can plaster that over any platform and we know that they look really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing too, to look like we were on the team, look like we were at work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should be able to tell the difference between somebody getting their hair done and working that day. Right. And Aveda has always been like an all black, like yes. I know Aveda corporate, I think they are still... All black. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Neil now mm-hmm. it has evolved to be, I think, black, white, and gray like and we were. we encourage that trend for them. Yeah, I like to take credit yeah. for it. I don't know if I did. So if you have any Neil people here working, <laughs> and if you're wearing white today, you should send me a thank you <laughs> yeah. note. I think I was the reason. For, I don't yeah. know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but they have evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, we were black, white, and gray. Yes. So that's what we evolved into. We finally mm-hmm. got not scared to tell everybody, okay, you can't wear jeans. Got anymore. rid of the blue jeans, got rid of all that. So we were black, white, and gray. A few other restrictions that we have and we still have are we don't do tank tops. The general rule is to make sure your underarms are covered. We don't do shorts at all. Female or male shorts are just a no. And then no rips in our jeans. Those right. are kind of the only no's outside of our color spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and then after COVID, we like I said, we like to examine everything. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we need to tweak? Can we evolve somewhere? So we decided to evolve into a little bit of color. And what do you call that? Neutrals. Yeah. Neutrals. Yeah. We added in some neutrals. Yeah. So Shay made a mood board. She makes a mood board for everything, I think. So, which is a good thing because it's good to have a visual and it's good to have 
these are the guidelines. So tell me about your mood board. What did you go and look and see? So I just looked up like neutral color palettes. So I, um, I just found a color palette that included tans, olives, just, you know, almost like fall themed colors. And then I found outfits that represented those colors. So yeah. I just went on Pinterest, found some pictures, gave them some examples. So they had some guidelines and some boundaries um, when they went shopping for the new wardrobe. So we kept our existing wardrobe and then yeah. we added a color spectrum to that, which is kind of like a warm neutral. So we're not doing yes. like cool blues blues is blues and purples are kind of thing that we're like not and we want to have a dress code we're not there yet (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we've added some like like she said tans but also things that they were wearing anyway we've added into the dress code so jean jackets they can wear now yeah denim jackets (laughs) um along with some animal prints with neutral backgrounds to them and so far it's been pretty good have you had to say to anybody hey that's not really in the old dress code there absolutely i think we're gonna have to do that forever regardless if we picked out the clothes for them they (laughs) would go pick something in their closet that they think is neutral and it's bright red so it is going to be an ongoing conversation but it's just if they come in that day we do not send them home it's like hey you look super adorable today but that is too red so next time try something more neutral something that we've noticed since adding in these new colors that there's almost been like a light in their eyes and they are like bringing out these new outfits and they're putting a little bit more effort into the outfits that they're wearing to work so it's been a nice change of scenery Mm-hmm. And a lot of people may think, well, it's kind of a bummer to wear a dress code, but there's not too many professions that don't have a dress code. Yeah. No, and, and or just guidelines, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not true, a true dress code, just guidelines on what's appropriate to wear to work. Yeah, and I think if you're a hairdresser that wants to go somewhere where there's not a dress code so that you can wear the shorts or the tank tops or mm-hmm. the flip flops, I mean, I think you're going to make what that brings in. You're right. going to get, you're going to attract a clientele, a budget clientele for that. So we are obviously trying to attract the clientele that's going to pay the three, four, five hundred dollar tickets. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I mean, if you go into a Mercedes dealer, they're going to be dressed one way. If you go into a, you know, an auto loan, you know, cash for your title right. place, you're going to get what you pay for there, right? Yeah, and I do think in people that make the no dress code thing work I think you just have to have such a standard for yourself walking into your workplace for that to work because I even know with our dress code people have lazy days and they put on those leggings and that t-shirt and those tennis shoes and that ponytail and you have to remind them like hey this is an okay outfit outside of work it's just not an okay outfit for what you're about to charge your guests today so it is where there's always going to be oversight in dress code but it should always be a conversation I think that we're really good at not like punishing for dress code or shaming for dress code. I think it's one of those very personal decisions to wake up every morning and pick out your outfit and nobody should make you feel bad about that. But again, if it's not within the guidelines, it has to be a conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about that conversation. Let's, let's segue a little bit into what a conversation like that looks like. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that we were kind of scared to tell everybody now in 100% when we started this business, I wasn't in the business of being confrontational no. and I'm still not, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a confrontational person. But what I do now is I'm a teaching person. Mm -hmm. I figured out that I'm a teacher, Mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm going to teach someone how to be the most successful that they can be, this is the conversation we need to have. Mm -hmm. And by not telling them something, then we're doing that person a disservice and they're not going to be able to grow and adapt and become who they can be and move through their profession. So now in the role now lauren does 99.9 percent of the confrontational (laughs) discussions Mm -hmm. so how do you have so for someone listening that maybe says i don't want i i don't feel comfortable telling somebody that you know their shirt doesn't look good or something like that so Mm -hmm. how do you do that well i think there's two 
kinds of people. So Brandon was is very non-confrontational. And even when we would get feedback, when he was very hands-on in my upbringing at the salon, he sat directly behind me and gave me lots of pointers as the day went on. He'd always do it from the why. Like, we are going to do it like this because doesn't this sound better? Doesn't this encourage you to be more open in your conversation and X, Y, and Z? And so he always came with the why. And I can always be really quick to just say something, you know, like, that's wrong. Don't do that. Do it right. And so I do like to lead with the why. Um, But then I also like to put myself in their shoes. And a lot of times these conversations that you're having are usually a lower level employee. It's usually not your master level stylist that's coming in and you have to have this conversation. It's somebody that might struggle to buy a $20 shirt. You know, they're making $12, $15 an hour and they'll have to work a whole day to afford a new outfit. And so it is something you want to come with that and just be like, Hey, you know, I do think you're a little bit casual today. I'm going to let you wear it for today. Just know going forward, like this would not be a look that we're going for. And even just little touches like a nice earring or wear your hair down and curl it the day you're going to wear your guns and roses shirt, which is definitely in our dress code (laughs) and your jeans, you know, just encourage that their overall look is polished and put together. I think it's very easy for people to roll out of bed, throw Mm -hmm. in the ponytail, don't put the makeup on and the t-shirt and that look all together doesn't work. There's a lot of weight and effort just Mm -hmm. adding, like like Lauren said, adding a little bit of a a jewelry or, you know, doing your hair. There's just a lot of weight behind putting a little bit of effort into your outfit. Yes. And so making sure they know what the dress code is first, Mm -hmm. because they can definitely glaze over an orientation when we go through it. So recap it like, hey, it's right here on our Tangerine website. Take a look at it. And then, you know, just know that this is on this casual side. And I think a lot of Aveda salons probably are still wanting to kind of a stick with maybe a black mm-hmm. yeah, or, you know, a variation thereof. But I would challenge you to maybe take a look at that. And Shay, why don't you put the uh, that yet the mood board you made like on Tangerine Salon Pro Instagram? Okay, we'll do. And put it in a story or something. And that way somebody can take a look at it and, and, um, um, and see if it's something that they might want to adapt to. But I think that since we did that, I think it, again, with COVID, you want to do as many things many changes as you can because perfect time for make changes right yeah and two changes i've seen that have happened because of this is people want to go shopping you know shopping could be a chore if you only can buy black clothes or you're wearing the same black clothes you've worn for eight or nine years because it's not exciting to go buy the new black shirt (laughs) you know you already have 25 black shirts so this way it's more exciting when you go you can look out for these color tones so we've seen that but then it also is just a nice like refresh for us to even touch on dress code. I think employees that have worked here for a really long time, you haven't talked about it with them, you know, like, and so just being able to recap it and say what's appropriate and what's not, but also stop having petty conversations about like a denim jacket. Like they look adorable. They're wearing a dress, heels and a denim jacket. It's not really throwing us off as far as a color palette goes. So it kind of helped us as well, get back to the right focuses. Yeah. And I think anything that we can do right now, just to make coming to work as enjoyable as possible, Mm -hmm. But I would imagine it's probably a refreshing thing for even for our guests as well. Yeah. And there was a podcast Shay and I listened to Mm -hmm. last week, The Thriving Stylist, where she's talking an awful lot about dress code and how it evolves, but how she noticed that guests responded better after they got rid of their very strict all black dress code to that it was refreshing for them. It didn't feel like a brick wall between her and her stylist mm-hmm. that this was their profession this was her their friend this was they were here to take care of you they're human too they have their own style and it wasn't something that she saw before because of the dress code mm-hmm. yeah but i just can't stress enough that you still have to dress what you charge for mm-hmm. that even though you're adding in colors or different things again just be mindful you as the owner or the manager really have to monitor that mm-hmm. and then have that conversation if somebody does look 
like they're, you know, not to be disparaging, but at a lower end salon. Yeah. Right. And we, I, we always lead by example too. So as a manager, as a lead and make sure that anybody that is training the people that you're going to hold accountable for this dress code are a great example of the dress code. Right. And which all of y'all do a great job of. Thanks. Yeah. So good job. <laughs> we try. Yeah. In fact, I think I, I asked Shay today why she dressed up. I know. She was wearing oh, these fancy so shoes. Cute. Yeah, she's got heels on today. Yeah, she's got gold in her dress there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm energized know. by it's, the new dress code. It's in the new dress code for <laughs> yeah. sure. We've met with salons before too. You know, we've sat down with people from all over the place. And one of the things I tell them if they don't have a dress code, I think it's important to start one because it's free for a business owner to start a dress code and it immediately raises the value of the people in your building. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it just putting those guidelines and setting some parameters makes the aesthetic of your building change completely. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I'd like to hear from people and you know, and a good way to do that is jump on our Instagram, maybe tangerine salon pro.com. Mm -hmm. No, tang I'm sorry. That's our website at tangerine salon pro, <laughs> which is our professional Instagram or at Tangerine Salons for our salon. Uh, but anyway, comment on that. When Shay puts that on there, comment what your dress code is. Love to see what everybody else is doing. I'd like to see if there are more people doing what we're doing or more people sticking around with the uh, the black. Yeah. And if you are, um, or if you're, you're thinking about going this direction, let me know. Love to hear some feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think a really easy way to kind of trickle into color is if you're all black, maybe add the white and gray. <laughs> and if you're already black, white, and gray, maybe add in another neutral tone, even if that's the animal prints or something little like that, um, and see if it doesn't energize your peeps. Well, baby steps. Yeah, or just jump off the deep end like we did and just give a whole brand new color palette. Yeah, or be like Brandon and there's a new color palette on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, I will say this. Sometimes we do reward... And we'll do holidays, for example, we'll do a color. Yes. Christmas, it's, mm -hmm. you know, obviously reds and greens. Um, what are some other things we do? We, we've we done all sorts of things. In Earth Month, they can do like green and blue on certain days. Fourth of July, they can wear red. Valentine's, they can wear red. And so we've added color in here and there, but we give them a color to wear. It's not like this day we wear any color. It's mm -hmm. we're wearing red with our black, white, and gray. Yeah, and again, it's just important to make sure that somebody knows that this person works there. Yes, and this person is somebody who is uh, potentially going to charge them $300. Right. But right? <laughs> something we learned from our Christmas palette this year, we let them wear red and green with their black, white, and gray. And we were super pumped. But everybody's definition of red and green is different. <laughs> Even colorists who should have the color spectrum like built into their heads, man. We were seeing some very purpley reds and they're very bluish greens. And so we literally put up a chart. And we're like, this is what red is and this is what green is. Like hold your phone up to your wardrobe. So... I think guidelines are important. I think be very black and white and it will save you a lot of conversations when it's interpreted differently. <laughs> and another thing I'll say, I never allow ugly sweater Christmas. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't allow any sort of... We don't do Halloween. Halloween. It doesn't exist <laughs> at our salon. No. Mm -hmm. And so, and every year we have people that ask for ugly sweater. Yep. And they ask for Halloween costumes. Yes. And again, you have to understand these people are coming in to pay you money and I, I one time went to the doctor where the doctor was dressed casual and it weirded me out. <laughs> well, and I think it's just know your demographic too. Like we are, everybody that comes to our salon is an adult. You know, they, if they are preparing for Halloween, it's usually for their children. And so it might be a nice break from that to come in and get your hair done. You mm -hmm. might not want to participate and have a skeleton be doing your hair. Or we had somebody one year come as like a deer. So they had like painted their face like a deer and that's like cute, but maybe also off-putting. Yeah. 
or certain people. Right, because you, you've got a new customer that day, <laughs> right. a new client, somebody that, you know, yeah. went on the website, did all the research, and then they come in and, you know, you're dressed as SpongeBob. Do you want to tell the real story of why we don't do Halloween costumes anymore? Uh-oh, what is it? <laughs> okay, so we did a contest one year, and if they sold a certain amount of a certain product, that location got to have a Halloween party. They got to wear costumes on Halloween, and we did, like, cupcakes and cookies and all that. So one of our locations got it. I won't even out that location. And the front desk girl that day came in in one of those blow-up costumes where it looks like you're riding an ostrich. I remember this <laughs> <laughs> so she's the you know she doesn't work for us the rest of the story will tell but she's like riding an ostrich working the front desk well we actually let her go that day and they had to let her go in her ostrich costume and then her car didn't start so she's in an ostrich costume waiting for the people to come fix her car after just getting let go i mean probably the worst day of work for that girl and we're no longer doing costumes because with <laughs> the whole scenario got out of control and i don't recall but i mean you didn't let them go. No, but yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't because she was wearing the ostrich. No, no, no. It was, it was it was kind of pre-planned, and because all the managers were at a location, it just kind of worked out that let's just you know. Oh my gosh! Can yeah, you imagine? It was. I would do it very different now, <laughs> but we live and we learn. I didn't let her go either, but I happened to be there at that location that day and witnessed this whole shebang. What a hideous thing! It was. It was. But again, we live and we learn. Wow. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about dress code? No. I mean, I'm interested to see what other people's are, and I'm interested to kind of see what ours evolves to. Yeah. So you'll put the mood board on? Yep, absolutely. At Tangerine Salon Pro. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that right, correct? That's that's correct. (laughs) Look at me. Very good. Social media genius. And while you're on there, feel free to follow along to Tangerine Salon Pro and at Tangerine Salon. And if you haven't liked us yet, please like us on Apple and Spotify. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to uh, do the five stars, right? Yes, please. On the podcast app. On the the Apple podcast Mm -hmm. app, scroll down and there's stars and hit five. (laughs) No matter if you like this or you don't. (laughs) Right? Just do it. Just do it. Appreciate that. Well, I think that's it for that. I, I enjoyed my time back here in the podcast chair. We're glad to have you back. Yeah. How long has it been since I've been on a podcast? Quite a while. A couple months. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all been doing a good job. So I'll let y'all do it too. And I'll jump on every once in a while. <laughs> make oh, an appearance. Yeah. I'll make a uh, appearance. So anyway, thanks for, again, for uh, for listening. And at Tantrine Salon Pro, Shay will have that up. And can't wait to hear your comments. So make sure you comment so we know what you're doing. All right. We'll see you next time. We are so happy that you joined us for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out the show notes, links, and more at TheEverydaySalon.com. We can't wait to chat with you again next time on The Everyday Salon.